their roles for women are starting to change. Roles mm-hmm. for people of color are starting to change. And so um, the industry is starting to catch up, but I wasn't going to wait for it. So. Do you know the Alice in Wonderland quote, like, the time has come, the walrus said to talk many things? No. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> well, awkward. All right, everybody. We're back. And we are introducer, our producer, Miss Carol. Hello, everybody. A Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. <laughs> We're so happy to finally um, be literally out of the closet. Um, both figuratively, literally, spiritually, and mentally, mentally, emotionally. Yes. Um, we're doing it. We are and doing it. We're doing it big. We're doing it big for 2020. So we just wanted to bring Carol on because she's the magic behind it all. Oh, oh no. What is <laughs> get us running in 2019 and make us bigger and better for 2020 so i mean you guys are already doing fantastic i just kind of wedged my in my we my in you. my Tell way your story, in carol yeah. how did you become who the are you carol all right let's start from the beginning <laughs> um the year was 1988 uh, <laughs> it was a good year in the middle of the congo the congo where i was born um we can fast forward all that you guys can <laughs> Google you that. can Google that. Because yes. she's not famous yet. Not yet. Um, <laughs> so basically, I met Becca and Grace in February, even though it feels like it's been <gasps> wow. forever. I know. February I of this like year. Since 1980. I know, right? Yeah. In the Congo. <laughs> in the Congo. <laughs> um, wow. And basically, uh, we met at work. And when I heard you guys were doing this podcast, I was listening to it one day and I was just like, oh my gosh, I love this so much because I feel like I'm talking to my friends. Like I was literally talking to my phone and responding to what you guys are doing. And I think I came up to you, Grace, and with the intention of just being like, I'm such a fan. I love what you guys are doing. But what came out was, I love what you guys are doing. I'm your producer. Here's some notes. (laughs) She literally was like, I love it so much. I'm a part of it now. Yep. And we were like, absolutely. And I didn't even ask permission. I was just like, I'm here. I'm doing it. I needed it. But yeah, I am, who am I? Who am I? I'm a teacher. I'm an actress. I'm a producer. I'm a writer. I'm a director, apparently. Um, a goddess. Oh, I mean. You are. You're glowing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's just sweat, honey. But <laughs> That's just God glistening on my face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so I really love what you guys are doing, what you ladies are doing, first thank of all. You. Thank you. And I just wanted to be a part of it. So thank you for letting me boss you around behind the scenes any day any day yes thank you for holding us accountable we are we had a meeting like a week or two ago and um i think carol left first and then becca and i looked at each other and we were like could you imagine where we would be this time if carol wasn't a part of it we have one episode yeah and (laughs) we were like so what do you think tomorrow's topic is gonna (laughs) be about Carol is like the spreadsheet we needed yeah. in our lives. Oh, that is the greatest compliment as you somebody who are. loves spreadsheets. I love a good spreadsheet. Right? Just like love. organizing our lives. But it's sometimes hard to like, I have so many spreadsheets. So I'm like, I just need You, gotta, you gotta organize your spreadsheets. You gotta, I need a spreadsheet. Yeah. So you need a spreadsheet. Yeah, exactly. You need a spreadsheet to organize your spreadsheets. I just, I'm gonna <laughs> change my name to spreadsheet. <laughs> we said that she needs to get a shirt, you know, like the periodic table shirts. But yes. it needs to be like a spreadsheet. Absolutely. Yeah. But like, I want one for each day of the week. So I can just look down and be like, oh, there it is. There it is. There I am. Cell um, 39, row D. <laughs> you know what we need? We need uh, Microsoft Excel <gasps> to sponsor us. Oh, my God. If you're listening, Microsoft, we accept. Sponsor us. <laughs> we accept. Exactly. But, yeah, that's my. That's kind of how I ended up here was I said I was going to be here. And you guys and you're didn't here. say no. So, yeah. yes. I think we all do a really good job of holding each other accountable. Oh, too. for sure. Like, mm-hmm. even tonight when we were like, should we reschedule? We were like, no, no. we got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. You know, bite yeah. the bullet and we'll just go for it. And that's why I think it's important to have a community of people who can hold you accountable like that. So important. Because I spent the whole day just like, I do not do well when the sun is down. Ugh, like, it just, it drains me of my energy. And so... I really did not want to leave my house today. I was like, I just I just want to be in my... Sometimes my bedroom becomes almost like a comfort prison. Yes. Where it's like, it, I don't allow myself to leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I use it as like a security blanket, yeah. literally, where I'm just like in oh my, my bed. I get that. And so when I, I texted my ladies and I was like, can we do this another day? And because of scheduling, yeah. we couldn't. We couldn't. So I was like, oh. yeah. And I was like yeah. getting dressed and I'm like looking at my dog. I'm like, I could be playing with you. you. <laughs> then as soon as I got in my car, I got so excited because I was like, one, I love you too. <laughs> love you. And two, so this is here. the introduction of me to yeah! the podcast. This is your podcast. This is your episode. Guys. You're the guest star. It's time so to shine. And I'm going to shine, honey, because I'm shining. <laughs> You're literally glowing right now. You're glowing. I wish you guys could see her. You're glowing. Thank you so much. Everyone always says, like, what's your, like, skin routine? And oh, I'm I like, saw your thing. You're like, I wash my face and I dry my face. Yeah, basically. And I have a moisture. With like anything? A just, like... I usually use uh, Neutrogena also. Feel free to sponsor us. Yes. Uh, this is what happens when you get the producer on <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> Everything sponsors. turns into an ad. Sponsor, sponsor, uh, sponsor. Yeah, just Neutrogena. And then I Neutrogena. I'm, uh, I did a proactive commercial once. You know you didn't. Yes, I did. What was that like? So basically, people don't believe this because they're like, oh, so it's actors. I'm like, no, I just happened to be an actor. They sent me in college. I went to an open casting call. And they were like, we're looking for people with terrible skin. Well, it was senior what? year of college. Dress. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm a candidate. I'm like, hi, it's me. Um, and they give you the product. You have to use it for 60 days and like r- do video diaries. Oh, so somewhere cool. out there, there's diaries of me and my parents' home we talking about them. like, I'm sure it'll come up when I'm, I'm a big deal. <laughs> um, yeah. Brock is going to be like, oh, we'd like to we'd cash like to, in uh, on this. Yeah. Um, also proactive if you want to sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, and so they picked me and a bunch of people around the the US and we're supposed to like go to California and talk about like the experience. Mm-hmm. And um I did like a commercial and also like an infomercial with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh my god. <gasps> uh-uh. yes. That's so fun. And it was my first time going to LA and I went on the uh, same lot that they filmed I Love Lucy, which oh, is the reason God. I went into comedy was because of Lucille Ball. You're kidding. Of course. Oh, yes. <gasps> she is my Jam. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that either, but Incredible. what a great oh, yeah. idol. That's iconic. My sisters hated when it was my day to watch TV because there's four of us. So we like had to, whoever was in charge got to watch whatever they wanted that day. Mm-hmm. And mine was always like old school television. That's awesome. I Love Lucy, Bewitched. Like oh, I loved all of that. Wow. I'll still That's watch so I Love Lucy right? like, when I go home. Like if it's on and my mom and I are together, like we'll sit and watch it. And It's a classic. She so, is a classic. She's a yeah. legend. Oh, yeah. Um, but then that was also when I realized that I don't want to live in L.A., uh-huh. I was not feeling okay. the vibe there. I was mm-hmm. like, there's something there's something in the, in the water. Air. Some, right? In the water, in the, the air, air, in the skin. It's, it's unreal, like, how yeah. apparent it is. It's it was so and I think that was when I realized, you know what? I gotta I gotta see what Atlanta is all about. Cause yeah. I don't want to go to LA. I lived in New York for a little bit and that was cool, but like this is my home. This is mm-hmm. where I wanna make things happen. So uh, yeah, and that's it's also what led me to you two ladies. Yay! So. We love that. Yeah, me too. Bless. Wow. So anyway, that's that's me in a nutshell. So as far as um, I just had a question while you're talking about it. Atlanta, like as a city and as a whole, creatively wise, like do you feel like you get a lot of opportunities here, and like it's a city that provides opportunities in creative spaces? Because we've mentioned it a few times, and I, I just feel like it is a big city for opportunities coming from LA where everything seems so unachievable. Yeah. I think it's because we're still new in the grand scheme of this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I just touched your knee. I'm sorry. Okay. Actually, I'm not sorry. You. I touched your knee with my foot. We so both weird. touched your knee at the same time. time. I love it. Triad. <laughs> we have yes. both hands now too. My hands are so sweaty. So I'm going to do this. I just wanted to Thank do you. that. Now touch her. Wow, we're all connected. I feel the energy. Oh. <laughs> all right. I was just telling people, I, I've started hugging people because yeah. my hands get so sweaty. And I'm like, no, I'm a hugger. I'm not a hugger. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm just, I'm just going to. Yeah. If I have to choose between like you shaking my sweaty hands or hugging, I'm like, all right, fine. I'm a hugger now. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question, I think because we're so new to it, we have the opportunity to do it our way. Yeah. And I think that allows a lot of creative freedom. Yes. And so I think that if my only issue is that I want to create quality. Yeah. 
right. content. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, I'm all about everyone kind of picking up a camera and and mm-hmm. trying things out. But I think sometimes uh, Atlanta is still kind of looked at like the little sister in yeah. the business because okay. it's like mm-hmm. we're so new. We don't we don't know what we're doing. But the truth is, we do. We're doing it our way. Mm-hmm. Like there is no rule to how this is supposed to be done. It's mm-hmm. just there's been a pattern established mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah, and it's really interesting that we're kind of coming into it in this new age of like technology and stuff yeah. of like self tapes being like you literally come in and you film it on your phone right I've, yeah. I've heard that you know people used to have to literally film themselves on a VHS and mail it in like back in the day day and Which I was like that's so archaic it's <laughs> <laughs> literally you know? Pony Express but you know what's <laughs> crazy is that like I have been in this business for 10 years professionally and it wasn't that long ago that I was submitting on a CD-ROM yeah. my, like, my reel like, or whatever, reeler, right? Yeah, like, yeah. it wasn't that long ago we were, like, doing hard copies of things. Oh, but yeah. now you talk to, like, young actors and they're like, what? Excuse we just me? email it. Like, what are you yeah, talking about? Our phone. Right? Yeah, yeah. So this new digital age that Atlanta is coming into this, you know, in this already booming industry. But, yeah. like, we're coming in at such a prime time of, like... Everything's really quick and accessible. Yeah. And it's really interesting that, yeah, you're like you said, it's like very established, but we also get to have this creative freedom and like do it our way yeah. of mm-hmm. like redefining things. Which has been super cool for me because I um very early in my career realized I don't fit a lot of boxes as mm-hmm. a black woman. Oh, some of you guys are gonna listen to this and be like, <laughs> what? We don't need you to know what race any of us are, honestly. (laughs) But, however, as a proud black woman, um, I have to say this because there have been so many times where I've talked to people on the phone and they're like, oh my God, Carol, because I also do photography. And then they show up to a session because they didn't click the... There is a page on my website that tells you about me. Yeah. Because... Under the about me. Yeah, exactly. And so, because people would show up and be like... Oh, you for Carol? Carol? Uh-uh. <laughs> Carol? Because it sounds what? like a, like that's someone's old grandma. That's first my of all. aunt's name. That's my auntie's name. Right. It's, it's, it's Carol's Carol. a very old Caucasian name. Really and so is. when I show up, they're like, oh, no, it's not bad. It's just, I just, I didn't know. I'm like, I know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So, because I've had more about me since this is my episode. Yeah. Um, go for it. Dive I've, in. <laughs> I've had a very interesting, uh, I guess, growing upness. What's that called? Upbringing. That one. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I was came to this country when I was like five or six. Right. And so I went to school and was immersed in American culture that I didn't quite understand. Mm-hmm. And then I there was black culture, which I didn't understand because as an African, you know, we had our own way of doing things. Like my parents were very adamant about making sure that we didn't lose where we came from yeah so there was this constant like okay well so then where do I fit in right as an immigrant tra- child in the south mm-hmm. right so it's kind of like okay the good thing about most of my upbringing was that I was weird enough that I just confused people <laughs> <laughs> so they were just like I guess we like you I'm like all right because uh, this I is what like you're gonna you. get right yeah. um so it was fine because I had that environment where it was fine to be me yeah. We didn't really fit in any boxes. But then the older that I got, and then there was a period in my life when I moved out to the country, which was, that's for another episode. Yes. <laughs> that's a whole episode. That's a whole other episode. Um, but to make a very long story short, it made me more aware of my own blackness in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that like going around telling people, oh, I'm African, didn't really matter because of the color of my skin. Mm-hmm. So because of that, though, and the way that, you know, and think, God, the industry is changing. But it wasn't that long ago that as a black female, you only fit into certain roles. Yeah. And I never fit into those roles. Right. Like mm-hmm. I was never the 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 sassy sidekick. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I'm nobody's sidekick, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just didn't fit into those boxes. Yeah. And so, but because of, like you were saying, technology, because we have this creative freedom to do it our way, mm-hmm. I realized, well, instead of trying to fit into these boxes, I'm just going to create my own stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to wait for someone to figure out where I fit in. Yeah. Um, Which changed a lot for me. Like I shaved the side of my head because I was like, I don't have to play like, I can do what I want. Right. Now, does it make it harder as an actor sometimes? Sure. Because I think Hollywood is still trying to figure out what to do with these um, 
marginalized groups, right? Yeah. Like their their roles for women are starting to change. Roles mm-hmm. for people of color are starting to change. And so um, the industry is starting to catch up, but I wasn't going to wait for it. Sure. So that's how I ended up being a writer, a producer, a director, because I was wait tired of waiting for the writers, producers, and directors to go, oh, yeah, you fit into what I'm looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to do it myself. Plus, I'm hella impatient. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have no patience to sit around and go, oh, okay, I'll hurry up and wait, because that's, you know, our industry. I was yeah. like, nah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go do it. So. No, it's so cool that yeah. you have, like, all of those hats that you can wear. And she also casts, by the way. She's a very. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she does it all. Like, a, she is Hollywood. Yes. Like, oh, my cast, gosh. Like, I love that. You are Hollywood. Can we put that on Harold yes. We are Hollywood. Are I, Hollywood. Love I love that. I love that. Yes. yes. I love that. Um, and, yeah, yeah, casting, I was talking to someone about how being in casting and being a person who we've talked about like our awakening as Mm -hmm. people right um because I always ask myself what am I doing to better society Mm -hmm. right like what what am I doing to help the things that I complain about as a woman Mm -hmm. as a person of color as an immigrant um although Technically, I'm a citizen now, so I'm like a legit African American, which yes! is super cool. Yes, so cool. Um, but like, what am I doing to fight for those who need people to fight for them? And so, one of the things that I've been very proud of is that a lot of the shows that I've worked on, uh, the casting director I work with and I have been able to say, "Hey, this person doesn't necessarily fit the box that you have used on this network before, but look how talented they are." And I think that's what's given Atlanta kind of a step up a little bit is our ability to have a diverse range of talent here. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why, again, I want to invest in the city. Also, I don't want to move. It's too much work. (laughs) Right? It's entirely too much work. Too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a really long-winded answer. No, I loved all of that, though. That is so interesting. Yeah. (laughs) I I love the idea of making your own, like, not waiting for someone to say that you fit into something and, like, taking the reins and making your own. I think, I think that's what we should do in all aspects of our life. I like, agree. Yeah. If there's no job position for you, like create it. Like if you find that it's valuable to the industry or any industry, any industry, in, yeah. yeah. Like if you see there's a need for that, for it, then mm-hmm. create it. My best friend um, Hunter, who will be joining us soon, 2020, 2020. <laughs> um, but he had the same mentality in LA, and um, in fact, a lot of really close friends of mine while I was there had the same mentality of like we're not getting cast and stuff you know we're acting um in our classes and in our training and you know after you kind of go through the whole gambit before long you're building that muscle pretty well and Mm -hmm. it's just like you're doing well and consistent work in class and it's like well why are you not booking things outside of the room and he and some other friends of mine they just started making their own stuff and he had the same mentality of like well if I can't be cast in it I'm going to create it and um he's the hardest working person I know just because he would stay in his room and just write and create all these different things. And then, you know, whenever he felt like he had like a good short film or even just like a scene that Mm. was well, you know, well written or well developed, he would just film it with my friends and do like, you know, the little cameras. I don't know what they're called, but, um, camcorder. Yeah. And GoPro. Not a GoPro. Um, it's not a little camera. It's a real camera. Red. (laughs) It's like a DSLR. (laughs) It's like, like, Red camera is that a thing? The the red other red camera? I don't know. A okay. camera. <laughs> Look, okay. I have learned this is why you hire people to know these things. Okay. <laughs> like I used to be like, oh my god, I don't know anything about production, and I was like, I don't need to know. I need to know people who know. Yeah. So yes. it's okay that you don't know. I'm not a camera, camera operator. Outsource I never it. said I was. So <laughs> they film these things, but again, moral of the story creating their own content. Yeah. And I think all of that experience has helped him immensely, like, in the position he is in now because it's not only, like, a very humbling experience, but it's also just, you know, I think it's – you learn a lot of different parts along the way, and even if you don't fully understand it, you teach yourself. Oh, yeah. And you figure out, like, how capable you are of doing very successful work. Yeah. One of the things that I learned working in casting and getting a better understanding of what happens behind the camera mm-hmm. is that no one knows what they're doing at all. Literally, people are figuring it out with confidence. Yeah. And that's how I live my life. I'm like, 
I'm just going to go for it. And if I make a mistake, okay, I've learned from that. But yeah. it's okay not to know everything. Mm-hmm. And as a person who, like, has anxiety and needs everything to be controlled, it's been very necessary to have that realization in order for me to enjoy my job. Because if I was just like, I have to know everything, which is what I started out doing when I first started, I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know terms. People would say things like, um... Uh, the prelim is coming out, and I'm like, cool, cool. What in the hell? I'm just gonna Google what a prelim is. Because no one gives you a handbook. No one gives you, like, a rundown of, like, what to expect on set at all. Yeah. My first job was, like, on the show Glow on Netflix, and so I showed up there, like, not really knowing where to go, and I was, like, right by catering, I think, and I was like, um, You're at the craft services table all day, like, yeah, they Well, they thought I was, like, an extra and everything which is fine but I was like oh I'm not actually with them like I'm the this thing and they're like oh like <laughs> Wait, you're in glow oh yeah I'm a bad producer hold on she's the main girl <laughs> I need not your full main. resume right so I can see what you've been in um that's so cool though but you're right like people don't there isn't a lot of training that goes into like the things outside of acting yeah on mm-hmm. set uh, you just you you study as an actor, you work on your craft, and then you're set into a whole new environment, and you're supposed to know what to do. Yeah, like even craft services. When I did that, um, I was telling you guys about the proactive commercial that I did. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I someone was like, "Oh, foods at craft services," and I remember like I'm fresh out of college, like you know this was before Georgia really started to blow up. Um, in the industry, and I went to school in Athens, Georgia, which mm-hmm. was very tiny, mm-hmm. and. I was like, craft services, cool. And I remember thinking, like, crafts, crafts like Hobby Lobby, right? Are they I like? Guess. Is it? Do they mean like props? Like maybe? Yeah. And like, there's a props table like they do in theater. And then I was like, oh, it's food. It's like the best part of being on set. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Now I always know what craft services is. Roger that. But, I think it's important to like to remember that everyone is human. Because I was talking to a girl the other day who booked a movie with Hugh Jackman, and she was like, he forgot his lines like all the time. Yeah. And I was like. He's human. Like, We're all that's human. so funny that he's like everyone's like, wow, he's a huge actor and he's so well known, but like he's a human too. He's a human he's person. Going on. I watched yeah. an interview, I don't remember with who it was, it might have been Chris Pine, but um it was whenever it was right when Into the Woods was coming out, so they were doing a lot of press for it. And um they were talking about the table read and just saying like, you know, it's an all star cast and like Meryl Streep is sitting at the table and um he said that the second that she messed up on a line or, like, you know, kind of made fun of herself, he just felt everyone, like, exhale. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, because if she, she can mess human. up, yeah. right. Yeah. If she can mess up, I can mess up. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, one of the things that we've talked about is bringing humanity back into not only this entertainment industry, but any industry, the mm-hmm. world, um, just the world, really. And I yeah. think that we have to constantly remind ourselves that we are humans mm-hmm. doing human things with other humans. Yeah. Uh, I was, I had one of the best Uber trips ever. I love a good Uber trip. Right? Oh I love, God. okay. Inspiring. Quick side note. Mm-hmm. I learned the whole history of Japan one time. Oh, In an Uber. God, because I was Uber. talking to the Uber driver and I said something in French, and he was like, oh, my dad knew French. And we were talking about just, like, it somehow it led to the history of Japan, which <laughs> I did not know was founded by ancient Chinese people who found this island, and they thought it was a paradise. Okay, this is for my other podcast. Wow. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can't wait. Anyway, um, the Uber driver was talking about how she used to work, um, I forget what they're called, but the people who uh, do blood work, there's a specific name for them that I don't know right now. Like, the, take your, like draw your blood? They draw your blood and they study okay. it and they do all the all the things. But lobotomist? Lobotomist, yes. Wait, I thought that was someone that does lobotomies. No, just lobotomist. Oh, fl- oh, I said lobotomist. Oh, yeah. She said phlebotomist. Yeah. She knows what she's talking about. Okay, My yes. sister was a phlebotomist. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Cool. See, you learn something new every day. Yes. Um, but she was telling me how the day after uh, her father died, uh, or the day after the funeral, she had to go back into work because she couldn't get work off. And I was like, what do you, what do you, you need time to like grieve? And she's like, no, they were just like, well, all right, you did your thing. Now come back to work. And I started thinking about kind of how we work in this country sometimes. Like we work to die <laughs> essentially, yeah. right? You work, you work, you work. It's all about the money. And in that moment, I felt like 
her employers didn't think about like her as a human, mm-hmm. as a person who's mm-hmm. going through this with tragedy needs. with mm-hmm. needs yeah. and feelings. And, and I'm like, I just think that we all just need to stop and be like, oh, this is a human person going through something. Let's mm-hmm. consider that. Don't care about your bottom line. Don't care about your profits or whatever. Like, right. let's think about humans for a second. Um, Personally, I think that would solve a lot of world problems. Oh, my but God, yes. More empathy. Right? We need to. Yes. It's so funny you say that because I was thinking about that last night on the way home. Like, the quote, I couldn't remember <laughs> which side of the spectrum we were on. Like, work to live or live to work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have a different mindset than, like, Europe. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, oh, like, yeah. people like that. Like, I have a friend that's from Italy, and he um, is very successful for his age. But he was born and raised in Italy. And so now he's in America and anytime he is up for a new job or is interviewing, he requires that they let him off like a month in the summer. Like, so he oh, can nice. vacation That's so because nice. over there it's like required. Yeah. You know, like people really do like live their lives and, you know, That's incredible. another friend who was, um, from Paris and, um, I was just like, oh, like, what's the biggest difference, you know, between yeah. America and here, you know, like, I'm the asking, Eiffel like, Tower. That's the it. stupidest question. <laughs> I know. I was like, forgive me for my American question. Hold on. Well, he was telling me, he was like, if whenever you go to France, he was like, do not do the touristy stuff. He was like, it's fine if you want to go see it. But he said, you need to just go sit in a cafe and just watch and like be like go to french markets and like Mm -hmm. be a part of that culture because people want to share their cultures with others and he was like and that is something that americans don't do they don't actually go like sit and have their cup of coffee and read the newspaper every morning it is like they get out of bed and they go to work and they work all day long and they do that every single day and i was like oh well that's good it's crazy because like that it has pros and cons right because i will say that uh, the work ethic is kind of unbelievable if you think about mm-hmm. what this country has accomplished. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like we need to chill. <laughs> we need to chill. <laughs> we need to just chill because yeah. I realized like three years ago, I decided that I wasn't going to rest when I retired mm-hmm. because, as you ladies know, I'm constantly like I got I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm all over the place. But when I stop and look at all the things that I do, they're all the things that I love to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At some point, I was like, I am not doing, I'm not working just to save money and retire. I'm going to enjoy the work that I do. I want to get paid for the things that I love to do mm-hmm. instead of like at a job that I hate and then oh, but I have the weekends or this is going towards my retirement when I'm 65 or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm gonna. Enjoy life now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I need a reminder because I'm insane. <laughs> and I take on – the thing about when you love what you do is you add on to it without realizing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, Grace asked me about uh, what my resolution is. And she was like, yeah, send it to me, whatever. And I wrote, okay. Instead of just being like, well, here's my resolution because I had to think about it. And yeah. I was like, how do I – what is it that I want to accomplish? Um, and I realized it's balance. Like I'm, I'm, I've found a way to do the things that I love, but I need time for me. I need time to live and enjoy life because mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the work. That's great, but what about life? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's my new thing is trying to balance it out. And part of that is saying no, which is very hard for me. Like I want yeah. to do the things. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, how did I get into that? I don't remember now. No, but that's perfect. I, I wanted to ask about your yeah. I want to talk about resolutions. Anyway. Oh. So yeah. I did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, you're like, oh, well, how did I get here? Transition. It was just about, like, we talked about, like, work ethic and yeah. everything. Yeah. And you got into that, and I think that's a really good segue now, talking about, like, balance and resolutions. And um, my friend Katie, though, she's kind of funny with resolutions. I asked her this last year. I was like, oh, what's your New Year's resolution? She goes, oh, I don't do that. That's stupid. And, and she's <gasps> – and I love her to death. She's just, Lucky. like, very, like, to the point. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was like, oh, well, I was just trying to start a conversation, Katie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> didn't mean to, like, Never unleash mind. this. And she's like, no, it's stupid. If you want to change something about yourself, you do it today or you do it tomorrow. Like, you do it on the spot. You don't need a new year to do that. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Fair point. Fair I, point. And I'm kind of the same way because this balance thing actually started a couple of weeks ago when I was I was one appointment or one gig away from being burnt out i could feel mm-hmm. it i was like if, if one more person 
asked me to do one more thing (laughs) outside of what I'm already like balancing. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. And I talked to um, Vivi, my best friend, and she was, she was sick. God bless her. But she gave me a stern talking to. And if you know her, she's very sweet. She's very nice. She'll give you a stern talking to when you need it. But she was like, Carol, you need to stop. You're doing entirely too much. And we had the conversation about like doing the things that we love. And that's when it, it kind of hit me like, oh my goodness, I have tricked myself into thinking that I am taking care of myself because I'm doing the things that make me happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, it's still work. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, Cause I was telling her I was, Sunday is supposed to be my day off, which she's the one who talked me into having an actual day off. Cause for the past six to eight months, I was literally working every single day of the week. Ugh. And I was That's like, okay, good. I need, I need my Sundays off. Right. And so I was like, yeah, Sunday off. Except for the photo shoot. She goes, what photo shoot? And I was like, my podcast ladies and I, we have a photo shoot. She's like, Carol, that's work. I'm like, no, it's not. I get to hang out with Becca and Grace. And I love (laughs) taking photos. And she's like, Carol, it's still work. Like, you take the photos and then you go home. You have to go through the photos. You have to edit the photos. She's like, it's work. You're just enjoying it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. I do that with a lot. Mm -hmm. What am I not working? Mm -hmm. And so that's why my New Year's resolution or just my resolution in general was balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to think like, you know what? You don't need to wait until the new year, right? Yeah. Except mm-hmm. last year, for some reason, I was not excited about 2019. I don't know why. Yeah. I, but I realized it wasn't that I wasn't excited. This was the year that I took off a lot of pressure on myself um, to do certain things. Like I, I stopped whatever weird timer that we women have to like, be successful oh, by yeah, this by I was like age, yeah. right I was like no no I'm gonna I'm gonna stop that time I love that I'm gonna take my time now what I realized though as a person who is very like I'm either this way or that way which is why again balance is my theme um I was having a hard time being productive mm. while also not stressing out about things yeah. mm-hmm. for example my taxes previous oh, years my God. <laughs> In previous years, I was like, I'm on top of it. I'm going to, you know. Yeah. But for some reason this year, when it started to stress me out, I just didn't do them. I was like, nope. Nope. I'm not doing it. I don't want a timer. Right. My boyfriend was like, what? I was like, I'm just not going to do it. He's like, well, okay, we'll file an extension. I was like, yeah, cool. And I tried to do it. I was like, "Ask too hard. (laughs) Sorry, IRS. And he looked at me and was like, who are you? Yeah. And I realized later, because I got... You know, I found an accountant. I did my taxes. Like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I realized, like, oh, Carol, you can't go, like, the extreme either. Yeah. Right? You have to find that balance. And so, but that was this year was a lot of me figuring out what those limits were. Mm-hmm. One of the things that was driving me insane was being late constantly, yeah. which is not my thing. Yeah. But I just would find myself being like, you know what? If I leave now, I'll be early. But Marlo, my dog, <laughs> I could be mm-hmm. late. I mean, he's just so cute. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna play with him because time is just a construct that we all invented it anyway. Is. <laughs> it is. Right? But then I was like, nah, girl, you have, that's so rude. And people are like depending on you to be somewhere on time. So, yeah. like, get that out of your head. And so I've been working on that, just finding like the right balance between, yeah. you know, getting shit done and treating myself. Mm-hmm. So. Something that has been, like to talk to piggyback on that, something that has been, I think, the universe is saying, because I've heard it like three times in the past two days, is that find the balance between caring, not like you don't want to care too much and you don't want to care not enough. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about like how like, you know, you can wake up and you could read like, you know, a headline about something like something, you know, these awful things that are happening in the world. And you take on that energy and that, that, sadness and you get overwhelmed and then you just shut down but you also don't want to have that the other extreme of like oh whatever it happened again like right sucks like you don't want to be there either so you have to find that balance of like taking on the responsibility of like I'm gonna do what I can in this world to make it a better place for everyone and myself included but also not take on the stress and the emotion the empathy like it's hard for impasse but like you know the uh like the emotional toll yeah. from that as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like take it, but find the balance between the two polars. Oh, for sure. And I've heard that three times, and that just reminded me of that. And I was like, 
this is a sign from God the universe. The universe is trying to tell you something, girl. It's a balance. Yeah. I love that. So that's going to, that is the thing that I am currently working on. Um, because it has not been, uh, <laughs> my mom. So as I get older, all the things that my mother said, I'm starting to be like, oh my gosh, she was right. She was right. Yeah. All right. I think we all are. We and I tell her now because I feel like I owe that to her. Yes, right. Yeah. So like one of the things she always said as a kid is, Carol, you were such an extreme person. Like you either like <laughs> Thanks, it's Mom. this way or that way. And I was like, oh, you're so dramatic for calling me extreme. <laughs> and I'm like, now I look at it. I'm like, oh my gosh, she was right. She was so right. Oh, like right. I've always been very extreme. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, because I'm a very de- decisive person. So mm-hmm. in some cases, it's very helpful to know like, yes, I want this. No, I don't want that. Right. right. But I realized that it made me an inflexible person and I didn't and still working on uh dealing with change because I'm like no I want it this way or I want it that way mm-hmm. and it's like well life isn't this or that there are so many in-betweens that can be very beautiful if you can appreciate them yeah which I'm learning to appreciate the beauties of the unknown yeah still scares the shit out of me oh my god, <laughs> yeah, my god. <laughs> but it usually does end up being like something beautiful it does it does uh things my boyfriend always says uh, the universe tends to work itself out. Mm-hmm. And then he changed it after we were dating for a while and was like, no, Carol seems to ch- make things work out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you are. I always find a way because I don't, I, again, I just decided that I was going to enjoy my life. And so yeah. I'm going to find a way to enjoy it. Yeah, I love that. What about are. you guys? What are your resolutions? Um, I like to have a word for the year. So Ooh. my word for 2019 was perspective. And I, I chose that because I really wanted to take all the things that I was viewing as like negative and changing the view, mm-hmm. changing the lens on them and trying to find not only the positive, but like what I could learn and grow from in it. It was hard because I am, I tend to be a very like, not negative person, but I'm like, I guess more on like a, the realist side. But as a kid, I used to be like the dreamer. Yeah. Like, so I tried to like find that balance, but, um, I think adulthood has made me a little cold in that sense. So I tried to, I wanted to be able to try to find like a new perspective on like the negative situations that, are, you know, come and go. Um, but my word for 2020 uh, is going to be um, intention. Mm. I almost forgot it. I was like, what was it? <laughs> I it. Um, yeah, I just want to be more intentional with everything I do. Um, in what way? In like, I want to... As I just read this uh, article about how, like, even when you're working out, if you're, like, thinking – it's, like, a Mm -hmm. real thing, but I can't think of the terms. But, like, if you're, like, literally focusing on that muscle group that you're working out, like, it tends to have you get better results. Um, So even, like, just being intentional about, like, why am I working out? What muscle groups am I actually really wanting to, like, grow here? Mm -hmm. Um, With the food I'm eating, I'm – being, I'm becoming more of an intuitive eater. Mm. So, like, just listening to what my body wants. Like, if I have, like, a sugar craving, like, trying to fill it with fruits rather than, like, processed sugars. Um, or if I'm, like, I don't know, just it, anything. If I'm craving, like, something, like, really greasy, it's usually, like, I'm deficient in fat or something. So, I'll, like, try to be more, in, like, just in, intentional with what I'm putting in my body. I love that, um, that you can use that in every aspect of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, anything. Cool. And even, like, if I'm wanting to, like... Like, I like to go for a drive sometimes and just listen to music. And I try to go deeper into, like, okay, what what am I – what do I need to talk about right now? Like, mm-hmm. what do I need to go inward and, like, figure out in my life? Because usually that's, like, my quiet place. And so I'll be like, okay, I, I clearly need to work something out that I haven't touched on yet. So, um, but yeah, that's my word. I just want to point out that um, – I am the oldest of us three in this room, and I have changed positions <laughs> eight times because I don't understand how you young people can sit in one position for this long. You used to it. I'm just like doing yoga over we here. Crisscross like, applesauce up in this thing. And meanwhile, I'm in like first position, She's doing doggy like, position. There's a lot balls. happening over here. <laughs> So if the levels of my voice change, I apologize. <laughs> Across the That's room. That's why. Right. And stand. Oh, yeah. I really like that. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm uh, good. I'm good. I'm just old. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll wrap up on Gracie's. Um, oh, we can keep going. I'm just letting you guys know why there's weirdness happening <laughs> over like, here. Is she across the room? What's happening? Well, funny you say all of that because mine's extremely similar. I never have, like, words for the year, but... 
I decided this Did you year do work? I was going to do, uh, this is why we're, we spend too much time. We spend so much time. Because I, my resolution is to be more intuitive and more intentional. <gasps> no way. You not, you're I kidding. You not. She stole that this. from me. Don't let her lie I to you. <laughs> I swear I didn't. But, um. I, I know. It. That's but, so awesome. I love that. Well, I was thinking about it a lot because I started writing down, like, I kind of, I love lists. And so mm-hmm. I was making a list of, like, all the resolutions. And I was like, I have, like, 20 things. Like, I can't, like, yeah. none of these will, like, come to fruition if I go off of <laughs> Too this Too many. List. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, what's a way that I can incorporate these things? And then kind of all came back to, like, intentional and intuitive um, with, like, like you said, like, with eating. And because I feel like that... I started to really realize, like, my body more and, like, how it reacts to things yeah. this year. Mm. And, um, like, my roommate and I, we gave up, like, carbs for, like, two weeks. And that was, like, a funny trial because it worked really well for her. And for me, it was okay. Like, I felt fine, but it wasn't, like, a drastic difference. I right. was like, I actually feel better when I do eat, like, brown rice and quinoa and, like, carbs with, yeah, like, when it's, like, balanced. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, so for me, that's not good. Um, and so, and it was just like allowing myself to really think about like what works for me and mm-hmm. like to be okay with that. And I also came to the realization, like I'm not a morning workout person. Yeah, I tried so hard. And like there would be mornings when I would like go to like a 6 a.m. spin class like once great. a week yeah. and feel great, feel good and awake. But I could only I felt like I could only do it if someone else was doing it with me. Right. Yeah. And like holding me accountable. Yeah. Whereas then it was like, oh, but like when I get home, like even if I eat dinner a little bit later, like I like working out because it's like a release mm-hmm. from the day. And so it's like, it's okay. You don't have to like be a morning person. Yeah. And so kind of just like want to play more into that. Also just like intentional with my time. Mm. And yes. um, like you were saying, like balance, but it's more so like, hey, maybe like don't sit on your phone like yeah. you know I, when Danny was gone she was gone for like three weeks like I watched a movie almost every night and I was like I love watching movies why did I not do this right. like, yeah. all the time or like I love reading like I had you know like invitations to stuff and I like turned it all down because I was like no I want to read this one book yes. <laughs> like, that's been sitting um, on my yeah. shelf and like I stayed home like all weekend and shut myself in and read a book and it's like you know obviously like those are kind of extreme like I don't have to do it all the time but right. it's like make time for the things that I do like to do as opposed to just like what's easy yeah um and I think also just like intentional with time with people yes um like I have friends that live all over the country and it's Mm. like why not actually like take the time to go see them on a weekend right you know so kind of just trying to like incorporate both of those things yeah more so so Mm -hmm. can I ask you ladies a question Mm -hmm. what did you learn about yourselves this year Mm. Hmm. <laughs> we got deep. I like Can I, I ask my therapist this because I, I don't know. Can I ask I Becca? My Becca, what did I learn? Gracie, <laughs> I feel like okay, I know what I learned, but I feel like you learned how to be good. Like, hold on, speak up. Start that again. I, speak up. I Sorry. feel like you learn how to. I don't know how to say it but like be good with just you Mm -hmm. and like just yourself and like not that you weren't before Mm -hmm. so I don't really know how to say like it was different but I feel like you really came into like who you like knowing who you are and Mm -hmm. like being good with it and like knowing what you have and what you bring to the table yeah and like not settling no I agree I think I I mean I mentioned it before, like, I just feel like I've been different since I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, about two years ago now, which is crazy. But I feel like 2018 was really kind of, like, going on my own, figuring stuff out, what I want, meeting new people, total, like, new place. And then I feel like when I turned 25, I kind of felt it. And I know it's not an old age, but I was, like, willing to, like, accept the fact that I am growing up. But I can still be myself in the process of it and, um, you know, make more adult decisions and everything. But I don't have to, like, give up loving Disney and, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Harry Potter and, like, fun stuff that, like, bring me joy. And, yeah, yeah I think that I would say that is a really good lesson that I've learned. And yeah. 
Well, and because, I mean, since I've known you, you also, you lived in, like, up near me in Kennesaw, mm-hmm. and then you moved, like, Stone Mountain. Stone Mountain area, and then you finally moved here. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you moved here and lived, like, really, like, mm-hmm. more on your own is when you really came into, like, form. Yeah. Of just, like, being... I mean, I feel like you are getting really good at being intentional, too, with your time because you also have drawn boundaries of, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to do this when I'm not at work. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say yes to that. And I was like, I'm so proud of her. Like, she really yeah. did learn that and she did that. I yeah. remember that. I think, yeah, just coming into my own has been the biggest lesson and to know, like, it's okay. Just saying Like, that. there are a lot of things that are really okay. Like, it's yeah. not rude to say no. It's mm-hmm. not bad to – speak up for yourself and to like stand up for like you know opinions and things that I believe in which can be very hard for us as women still Mm -hmm. because it's been ingrained in us to just you know smile be quiet go along with it be fine with it um so I think that's a powerful moment when you like realize well no actually I can say no and I don't have Mm -hmm. to be pleasant all the time if I'm not feeling it I'm not here to entertain anyone at all no well even like today like Someone said something, and I said, that was really condescending. And immediately it was taken as you have an attitude. Right. Or you – or are you in a bad mood? You're hormonal. That's my favorite one when someone's like, are you hormonal right, right now? Right, exactly. Go, I'm a human. Yeah, and it's just – I like, also oh. happen to be a woman, but maybe I am hormonal, but I will slap you. <laughs> Can we just all agree that in 2020 that a person, whether they are – woman, man, whatever you want to identify it. If you are an emotional person, you can still get shit done. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can we stop acting like if I'm on my period, I still can't run the world? I can. Amen. And yes. I will. So, like, this idea that, like, oh, you're being emotional. You're you're being hormonal. And, and what? Emotional still, and, and what? still get shit done. <laughs> like, that's what I don't understand. I'm just like, all I do is the blink blink. Like, well, mm-hmm. and then am I, am I not allowed to have emotion? Which is so weird. Like, we're supposed to be all robot. And the funny thing is the people who, like, are like, oh, you're so emotional. I'm like, mm-hmm. Have you ever watched yourself watch sports? <laughs> like, your whole day is ruined yeah. because your team didn't win. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. Like, I'm not there for that conversation. I'm not, <laughs> needed that. Like, I'm not there to, like, shit on people who watch sports. But I'm just, like, this idea that, like, being emotional is reserved to women who can't handle shit is like, okay, there are plenty of emotional people currently in power. And we're not going down that road. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, nope. Um, <laughs> But what about you, Miss Becca? What did you learn about um, yourself? So one of my biggest breakthroughs in therapy was um, I did learn that I project my what I think other people are thinking and feeling, and I internalize it and try to change my own ways of feeling about things. Okay. Or or change how I'm going to act at, at or respond based mm-hmm. off what I think they're thinking. And we realized I realized that I can't do that anymore because I do that with everything. And I have no idea what that person is thinking or feeling. Oh, yeah. And you're they're usually it's it was kind of a selfish thing. I I mean, not in like a narcissistic way, but I was always thinking of what they were thinking of me. That person is not thinking about me that much. Yeah. yeah. And not in like a no one thinks about me, but like a right. they have their own stuff they're, going they're, on. Their like, own world is going they is have, happening. And they perceive things so much differently than I do. Everyone perceives things differently. So and processes information and processes. Differently. So like I would be scared to like you know, talk to someone about something that bothered me because I think that they're going to react to me and that nine times out of ten they don't react that way. And I put that off for so long for what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have to realize. Well, you're like the same person. Uh, it was the <laughs> biggest like, epiphany for it's me, It's a big though, deal, though. Yeah. I mean, you think of like all, of, you know, using your imagination all in the a life negative way. Right. Yeah, Especially like off. when I feel like it's such a – dangerous combination to be a person who's very creative mm-hmm. right Highly also creative. empathetic <laughs> very sensitive and then you have all these thoughts and feelings and you're like well if i feel them so strongly they must, must too they must, they must too the exact same yeah and no. my therapist told me she was like girl you do not control the signals in their head how mm-hmm. can you possibly know what they're thinking mm-hmm. and like putting it in as a very like emotional person sometimes i need things broken down logically yes. for my brain to go Oh, wait, no. Scientifically, that literally makes no sense. Yeah. I cannot control how people feel. Yeah. I cannot control their happiness. I cannot control their sadness. I cannot control their anger. Mm -hmm. I can control how I deliver the information. And that's it. And that's it. What they do with it is it's out of my control once it's been given. Yeah. Um, 
So no, I totally feel that. And I also had to have that breakthrough in therapy. Yeah. Girl, yeah. we got the same therapist. I know, right? <laughs> She's like taking, well, she actually has three clients. Really? I have, um, no, I just have this conspiracy theory that my therapist only has two clients. It's me and one of my other friends. Because <laughs> I was like, she is never, I never see anyone else in the uh, lobby but you. Like, I, <laughs> you're leaving. I'm going in. I don't see anyone else. I, but she's like, oh, I'm so busy. And I'm like, are you though? Like, what are the clients? I but, love that you have a conspiracy against theory against your therapist. <laughs> like, I love her, but I swear she's like, oh, uh, I'm busy that day. Can we reschedule? I'm like, who are you seeing? Who are you seeing? <laughs> I don't see nobody else in the lobby. She's great though. So yeah, you might be her third client. I might be. <laughs> One day, Becca and I are going to see each other in the lobby. Okay. Like, <gasps> finally, Harold, I knew it. I knew it. Um, what about you? I learned that I can make friends after the age of thirty <laughs> with anybody. Also, <laughs> true. You can. Everyone like, loves you. I oh, thanks. Really um, I am <laughs> such like. First of all, I learned a few years ago, like two years ago, that I was truly an introvert, mm-hmm. and I don't think I knew what that meant because when I'm very comfortable. In a situation, I'm very outgoing. I'm very loud. I have a very big personality. Yeah. It's the only way you can survive in my family. There's a lot of us. Exactly. But I realized that I always like I didn't realize I had social anxiety. I didn't mm-hmm. realize like all these things. I would always say, oh, I'm just not a people person. But it was always mm-hmm. conflicting when I was with people that I loved, yeah. right? And so I realized, oh, no, I just have anxiety when it comes to change of any sort. Yes. And sometimes meeting new people, I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I, I just, I, yeah. and I don't always feel like yeah. entertaining people. And yeah. so for the longest time, I just had this, like, core group of friends that I was like, that's it. That's all I need. Plus, I have my sisters. I have mm-hmm. three sisters who are, like, my best friends. So I was like, no new friends. I'm good with that. I'm yeah. fine No with new that. friends. Yeah. And then I was like, Wait. My friend Allie actually said this to me um, because I was like, you know what? I'm just, I have accepted that I don't go out. I don't do these things. And she goes, that's a really bold statement to make for yourself right now. Why don't you wait and see? Because you're still working on yourself. You're still growing. That might change. I'm just saying. And I was like, hmm, that's a good point. And we had this um, woman uh, in film panel at work one day. And I remember afterwards, like, I love the panel. I love talking, mm-hmm. obviously. Like, I love talking once I'm comfortable. And so I knew that afterwards that people were going to stop and mingle. And it, I was dreading it because I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Now I have to talk to them one-on-one. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And I was just like. But then I met this girl, excuse me, woman named Rachel. And I don't know what happened, but we were talking and we connected on a level that was deeper than small talk. Like that. small talk hurts my bones. I, I don't like it. it. I hate small I hate talks. it so much. So I would rather have like a meaningful conversation, but not everyone wants to do that, I learned. But I was talking to her and I don't remember what happened, but we both started crying about something. Wow. Like we were happy. Yeah. But we were crying. And I was like, did I just make a new friend? Did we just become best friends? And she goes, I think so. <laughs> and Aww. so like, I was like, oh my gosh. And I, I turned to Vivi because she was there and I was like, Vivi. I made a new friend. We have to bring her to And she tribe. was like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> because I was like, I'm done making friends. And I think that like opened me up to new relationships because I realized I was depriving myself of human connection because mm. I'm such a creature of comfort that I was like, I don't want to make new friends. I'm yeah. good. And it's like, if I hadn't, we wouldn't be here together, the three it's of us. So yeah. And I was thinking about how Oh, I'm not going to cry. Yes, I am. Oh, cry But I was thinking about how, like, grateful I am to have met you guys and how good you guys are. And, like, what you guys are doing with this podcast is beautiful. And if I hadn't realized that I can still make friends, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have happened. Like, the other day we had an event and I got overwhelmed by all the people. And I just went to Becca and I was like, Becca, you're going to be my person. Because I learned that, like... Instead of hiding or playing with the pets at a party, mm-hmm. find someone you can connect with. I'll I read that in a <laughs> I need a pet now. And I went to Becca and I was just like, she was like, you're doing so good. I'm so glad you're I here. I had no idea. And I was like, I'm struggling. I, this is hard. I was like, and I don't know what happened. I was doing fine. And Becca broke it down for me. She was like, well, more people just showed up. There's a lot of energy here. There's a it lot was also of energy like, here. I keep my fault because um, <laughs> a lot of people kept coming up to me like, where do I put my child? And... I was like, Carol's oh, a great person for you to talk to. And I just kept sitting in your way. You walked no. in and owned that place, though. Yeah. You were like, oh, I mean, I'll show you around. 
was like, okay. I love what I do, right? Yes. I do. It's just, it it wasn't you at all. It's just there was a moment where suddenly there was a shift in energies and my brain could oh, process yeah. it. You were not the only one that felt it either. No, Other like all of a sudden, I, yeah, I yeah. looked around and I was like, where did these people come mm-hmm. from? And I just was like, but instead of like hiding, I was like, oh, wait, I have someone I can go to. Yeah. I was like, I can go talk to her. And I was like, Becca, help. And there was someone, Matt was there too. We were both like, Becca. (laughs) I was like, why is there a anxiety? Eating a carrot as if he was like Bugs Bunny, like, 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 nomming on it so fast. I was like, dude, slow down. You're going to choke. Yeah. So, like, nervous eating. I was like, relax. Everyone take a deep breath, collective deep breath. That's what she said. Becca was like, everyone just take a deep breath. And I was like, because you have to remember, too, like, on a cellular, cellular level, we are literally just vibrating. Like, if right? you take a microscope and look all the way down, like, we're just vibrating cells. Yeah. So that energy literally resonates through rooms. And when it's uh, there's a bunch of people there, like, I feel like even in the season sometimes or, like, getting closer to New Year's Eve and Christmas, I get a little angsty because – or anxious because – people's vibrations are different yeah and there's a lot of people coming into the city that aren't normally here like it's just all over the place and so i'm like oh it's just energy though and it's just moving yeah it's just passing through like and i needed to hear that like and i was i was grateful i was like this is good i always got you girl i i i like i appreciate this like this just wonderful vibe and support that i i feel like I don't know how I got so lucky to have, like, sisters who are my best friends and then additional sisters. Yeah. Like, I think about that. I'm just like. Oh, my God. Yeah. How did I get so, excuse my French, but fucking bless me. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did this French. happen? I'm just like. Oui, I, oui. I love oui. it. <laughs> Je yeah. t'aime beaucoup. Oh, yes. Je t'aime beaucoup. Je t'aime beaucoup. Je t'aime beaucoup. Yes. Oh, my God. Quick side note. There was this video in French class in high school that still makes me laugh. Oh, you remember those educational videos yeah. people had? Oh, yeah. And they were like, pronunciate, like, they were like, how you pronounce things is so important because you don't want to sound like this. <laughs> Bonjour, Jamaica Paul. <laughs> and I remember, till this day, oh, my God. I laugh at that so hard. Bonjour. Wait, that's not the correct way to say it? It's bon not jour. bonjour, Jamaica Paul. It's not bonjour. I have been saying it like that this whole time. It's I'm bonjour. so embarrassed. <laughs> bonjour. Bonjour. Bon Jovi. Jamie. Croissant. Croissant. I think croissant is probably the most French sounding. It really is. It sounds like it has W's in it. Croissant. Excuse me. What did you do? Did you just hack a loogie? Je veux un croissant avec les boissons, les poissons. I just said I want a croissant, a drink, and fish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, French is my first language. I should mention that. I'm very bad at it now. Is that the native language? In the Congo, Congo, yeah. Because we were colonized by the... (laughs) Well, not the native, but we were colonized by the Belgians. So... I didn't go. I didn't skip history. Because they don't teach you. They're not going to teach you the history of the Congo. (laughs) I'm like, where was that? Where was that, Mr. Edwards? They're like, now let's just take a section to talk about the Congo. So in Central Africa. (laughs) Yeah, so we spoke um, French and Swahili in my house. And then when we came to America. Wait, you just like interchange, like Spanglish? Yeah. My parents speak like 13 different languages and they can switch them in and out while they're talking and i'm just like i know right i can barely do english through the roof i mean my parents kind of geniuses but no big deal they are Uh, where do they even put all that knowledge i don't know what the hell and still manage to like know when i've sneezed two weeks ago my dad (laughs) calls me and gets mad if i don't like tell him that i was sick Mm. because he'll just be like you sneezed <laughs> I heard you I sneeze. felt it in my bones. I was like, but I'm better now. He's like, but why didn't you call me? I'm like, I, it was a sneeze. I don't Aww. know. He's super sweet. Mm. Um, the other day, my voice was shaking on the phone with my dad, and he's like, "You getting sick?" And I was like, "I'm crying." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Suck it up. You're fine." Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So, what do you guys have planned for the holiday? Wait, but I need to know about these sentences. Like, did they literally? Oh wait, sorry. What were you saying? Inter- interchange. Was it like Spanglish? Yeah, it was like Spanglish. So you and you understood like it was like pretty French much and like Swahili, French, Swahili, Lingala, Chaluba, and some other languages. So, but say say something like this. Is, I'm sorry, this is such an annoying <laughs> question, but I just need to hear it for my own 
non-comprehension because I won't understand it. Say like, um, this we're about to go eat dinner. Oh Lord. I said I was bad at this. Or like say no, say I just want to Je vais manger means I'm gonna go eat. But I don't know how to say like to throw in Swahili in there because oh, okay. the problem is when I came to America, I was learning how to read and write in English, which is trash. English is such a <laughs> trash language. It's, it's so confusing. I'm still learning sweet it. Sweet and sweat, it don't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Why is eat in it when it's pronounced sweet? Oh, oh wait, no, sweat. sweat. <laughs> English isn't my first language, sarcasm, but I Why do we have three twos? Yeah. Two, yeah. two, two, two. It it was hella confusing. So I could only focus on one language. Mm-hmm. So the more I studied English, the yeah. less I was like uh learning French and Swahili. Yeah, so yeah, like now yeah. I can okay. understand it. I can't like Gotcha. Unless my sisters and I are gossiping and then we speak the worst Ooh. French. We'll just be like croissant. <laughs> You're like that little croissant. croissant. Look at that croissant. Le petit croissant. <laughs> um so yeah, I'm terrible at it. But maybe that's you know really what? cool, though. I love that. I'm going to do because I did a vision board for this year because my therapist told me to. Okay. The only thing I did not accomplish was go to an, an amusement park and ride a horse. You didn't need to do that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Next year. That's fine. I, know. I want to ride a horse. going to be way Can better for horse do riding, I heard. A company retreat and go ride horses. LOL, we're going to. <laughs> but yes. But yes. <laughs> yes. We had a great place. Support. We'll tell you about it after this. <laughs> um, yes. It's done. But uh, also go to a amusement park on the way back. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, we literally would pass six flags on the way back from that place. Or. Or. (gasps) They ain't got horses there, but I'm down. (laughs) Never been to Disney We can ride those little ponies on the carousel. The what? The carousel. The carousel. I was trying to say it like a croissant. That's how you say my name, by the way. Cajol. Cajol. Yeah. Or. Caole. Caole. If you're, um. <laughs> What's that? Ole. Ole. Like, what is uh, that? What is Spanish? That, what is it? Ole. <laughs> the little red dancing girl. Uh, da, da. Carole. Carole. Um, You've never been to Disney World? No. Have you been to Disneyland? No. Any Disney theme parks? No. Have, Have you, you seen, seen a Disney, Disney movie? Girl, yes. Okay. Lion King. The first go. movie I saw in America was The Lion King. That's the only yes, one you was. need to see. And you were like, all right. <laughs> that was the best one. Let me tell you something, though. Because I... Just remembered recently that I cannot watch Mufasa dying. Spoiler Absolutely not. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so I was Boomers. like, somebody was up. <laughs> You're like, oh, we forgot. <laughs> Get out your dementia. I don't That's remember. Not funny because dementia is not funny. Dementia is not funny, guys. No. We're funny. Dementia is not funny. I was going to say dentures, but it didn't make sense. But dementia did, but then I was regretting it immediately. So, okay. Anyway. Fox and dies. Oh, my God. Spoiler alert. So, I saw, like, a clip of just... I'm going to cry again. When when he's, when Simba's trying to wake up his dad. No. No. That's the worst part of that whole movie. Dad. Dad. Oh my god! And no, so next. I was like watching it last night, just a clip of it from some something on the internet, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" I just remembered that for like ten to twelve years, I always skipped that part because I oh, emotionally yeah. could not handle it. Uh-uh, and then is- I was like, "That was the first movie they brought me to see in America." What is this? We're still going to therapy for that. Uh, it's so good though it's so good it's so good Um, but no growing up I never cared about uh, Disneyland or Disney World my mom did my mom wanted to take us so bad and I god bless her she's like one day I'm gonna take you girls and we were always like we don't care (laughs) we're like we're fine I'll take you 2020 oh my gosh 2020 we're doing it I will say Disneyland I know like the back of my hand really I went all the time let's do Disneyland I've never been to Disneyland. Disney World. It's pretty um, nice. Quick question. Yeah. Side note. Should I get Disney Plus? Yes. I, do it? I have so many streaming platforms. It's literally the cheapest one out yet. of them I all. I have it and I haven't watched it yet. It's all I watch now. I still really? just watch Shits mm-hmm. Creek and Me too. New Girl and The Office. That, by the way, is my winter antidepressant playlist. Oh. Yes. My sister was having a hard day today because today's just been a weird day for everybody. A weird day. And I told her, I was like, girl, put on some Shit's Creek and crawl into bed. It's because you can empathize with David. David. Her favorite David. Her favorite scene is when uh, Alexis gets a bike from Mud. Yeah. 
And she so, can do the same. Hit the road and get out of here. What did she say? Uh, uh, get the hell out of town. Or yeah, something like put that. Put one foot on the ground and one foot on the gas and get the hell out of town, yo. She literally that performed that scene for my niece. My niece, who was just turned one, was mm-hmm. cracking up. Like, she walked oh. out of my mom's house, came in, was like, David? Ew, David, David, what is this? Ew, David. David, what is this? <laughs> it's um, a Wicked Witch's house in here, David. It's a bike. Did you know in New York, I think, uh, they have like a Schitt's Creek pop-up. It's called Visit what? Schitt's Creek. And someone proposed to someone in front of. Is that what I saw? Yes, Vicky posted it. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. So adorable. That's so sweet. I love that. We missed it, but we call him back. <laughs> um, we need to go see it Because my producer brain just clicked in. Yeah. Back to what we were talking Anyways, about. Anyways, yeah. Okay. Really quickly. Um, what do you think our goal for Not Famous Yet What's our, not to famous. be famous. <laughs> <laughs> What's our 2020 resolution, right? What's our 2020 word? Our 2020 word for not famous yet is growth. <laughs> Let's look at each other and think of it. Okay. Pick a new word. Oh, man. Okay. Hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? I, w- I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> 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 Something's too hot. <laughs> Somebody spelled that out on the internet. Yes, it was so funny. It's like H A S E F F F F. Danny does it all the time. Like she'll take a bite. She'll go. I did that earlier today. So perfect. I was like, whoever figured out how to spell that is the internet. Such a beautiful place. I'm like, I love you. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Twenty twenty. What's our twenty? Is one more time. collectiveness. Nope. Growth. <laughs> growth. Um, I think it could be collective growth. <laughs> collective growth. I um, like that. Overall. Overall. Overall? What would you each like to, uh, if you had to give a resolution for Not Famous Yet, what's your resolution for it? Mine is money. <laughs> I was going to say quarterly goals. Let's talk Q1. All, All right. right. I project this at eight uh, episodes. Oh, wait. Let's do a week. <laughs> no, no wait no q1 what the fuck okay i'm out uh, anyways <laughs> but like i want to see us make some money that's always been my, like i walked into this situation like okay guys we're gonna go on tour we're gonna have merchandise Swag, yeah. and so i'm like that as your producer is gonna be my goal getting sponsors money, and, money. yeah um yeah. so yeah that's for me money <laughs> i i think i'd like to in 2020 be like have taken off so much that in 2021 we're going on tour yeah. Oh, yes. That's my goal. I like yeah. that. And, and, and touching lives. Oh, yeah. I think mine is audience. Like, yes. establish audience, like, not only on podcasts, Wally. but social media. Like, have, like, real listeners. Instagram. And we have real listeners, but, you know, just, like, a more profound Yes. Yeah. So I mean, essentially, it's all three of us. It's growth. Yeah. Right. Right. Engagement. Yeah. Yeah. Growth. Yeah. Yeah. The umbrella. Yay. I can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun. So lit. So excited, guys. We're coming back to you. Um, Official launch date is January twentieth, twenty twenty. So we will be back and bigger and better than ever in literally a month. Tomorrow. No. (laughs) What day is it? Saturday, so forgive me. But yeah, literally a month. And we have a lot of really awesome content in store for you guys. So we're super excited. Thank you for tuning in for season one of Not Famous Yet. Can't wait to see you soon. See ya slash not see ya, but we love you guys. Um, Carol, thank you so much for being thank on the Thank you for joining today. us. Oh my gosh. Can't thank wait to you have you back. Hashtag bring Carol back. <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas Carol. Thank you for letting me boss you guys around behind the scenes. We I appreciate it. love you it. so much. I need it. <laughs> Love you guys. See you soon. Bye 2019.